Our model and delivery model is moving to that level, and um, that is important for the the water and wastewater infrastructure world. These big, large systems, people think that you might can, could not commoditize them, but with the standardization program that that we have underway, there are there is the ability to inventory systems because of the standard models that we have. And welcome, everyone. I decided to be uh, Mr. Rogers with my little sweater because, you know, we're pretending it's winter in Florida. That's how we like to do it. Um, pretending is, is, good, is good for the soul uh, when it comes to the weather. Anyway. All right. Let's uh, let's get it on. Welcome, everyone. I see everyone's showing up. We're going to have a nice, big audience. One of the new gold, uh, blue gold, because we had to rebrand, as you know, the new gold was was actually registered by someone else. But I actually like this better. Uh, this is briefing more memorable. 199. Get down. So um, that's almost four years. It's pretty cool. Water like an oil well is the emerging income asset. And this is a very popular vision. All right. And uh, as usual, our disclaimers. So we are in the news. USA Today has a feature called Reviewed. And so they went into tap water. And for some reason, I've turned into a tap water expert talking about, yes, tap water is safe to drink. Thanks to national standards, blah, blah, blah. Right. Okay. Whatever. Yes. I'd like to say that tap water will not kill you immediately, but there are contamination levels are by law are, I think, not uh, stringent enough. And it's I often send people to the ewg.org website under tap water, and they can look up their zip code. And so then it talks about, okay, uh, plastic bottles, filtering, um, and then boom, here we go. There's the risk of uh, BPA that can leach into the water with the bottles. And then, of course, the problem with <clears throat> these um, sort of, uh, you know, the uh, water water dispenser model that you have in offices and homes, that's kind of a lame model too. And then it goes on to <clears throat> discuss other things like uh, home water filtration, actually something called life straw, which is interesting. And then uh, gets into, it actually suggests we do not reuse plastic water bottles that we buy at the store, but yeah, this is basically very simple stuff, mineral water, et cetera, et cetera. And um, distilled water, you can drink it, it's not just that it won't taste very good, but that if it has no minerals, it's actually not very healthy. And this got syndicated. It got a lot of pickup in a number of uh, uh, Yahoo, Rosalia Times, IndyStar, app.com, uh, the Daily Journal, the Spectrum. So that that's been a good hit. Nice little piece of news. Okay. Next week, I'm in Atlanta. The mainstream media wants us to start showing up in person again, as opposed to zooming it in. Uh, which I actually like a lot. And so here's the data, February 28th, and we'll be live at 9 a.m. on Fox 5. Of course, for those of you who are not in Atlanta, uh, we will be getting it recorded and playing it on the subsequent Thursday, next Thursday's briefing. That should be a lot of fun. Okay, now, <clears throat> new to the street. That's our monthly uh, NASDAQ market site hit. And so, as you know, it's a paid placement, but it's very effective. We're in uh, Newsmax. The one date that I do have is 3.30 p.m. this coming Saturday. And we're recording a special uh, half-hour interview um, that's going to go directly after it um, that will go out on multiple social media. So that should be a lot of fun. And then Fox Business and Bloomberg. So, um, And when I can get a hold of that, 
I will try and uh, get it recorded. But it'll, you know, we we played it last week. It's just kind of cool to see it with all the network banners and so forth. Okay, now World Water Day, uh, twenty two March. <clears throat> so we're going to do another new to the street segment. There's a very upscale WeWork type place called Noya House. And uh, we're sitting up for a major presentation there on the 11th floor. And um, you are invited. Um, we'll um, just send an email to invest at originclear.com if you're interested, and we'll get you the information. Invest at originclear.com. All right. I'll be talking about this more because it's 22 March. So there'll be more links. So you can uh, uh, maybe I'll, we'll create um, a Facebook link or something like that. All right. Uh, quickly, I'm going to play the second part of this because it gets into this very interesting infrastructure story. So let's take a look at this. You could say that you're, you're changing the world, which is, which is, or at least the United States. We're starting with the U.S. World. But, but okay, so this is another interesting thing, Andrew, because um, you and I know that we're the world is going through a process of deglobalization. Um, uh, the uh, a very good thinker called Peter Zehan, who I've 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 got his book, The Beginning of the End of the World. The Beginning of the End of the World is just beginning, is the name of his book. Uh, very good book, and he was on Peter uh, Peter Rogan. A very very good interview of him there. And what he says is, look, the world is contracting. We we went we were treating China like it was next door. Well, it's not. And as uh, geopolitical issues start to come up, it's going to be separated by a big moat. So what does that mean? It means every region is going to start depending on itself. Well, in that new scenario, North America is a wonderful place. Why? America is self-sufficient for resources. And we have Mexico, which has better labor, more educated labor, now cheaper than China, and it's right next door. And by the way, they're a democracy. So we have the whole North American continent uh, and you could argue that it stretches down into Central Central America eventually, but we're, I'm really talking Mexico, uh, U.S., and Canada are powerhouses. What, what he says we're going to see is a tremendous resurgence, a renaissance of manufacturing and uh, rebuilding infrastructure in America as we retool to do things ourselves. The, we're gonna, he says we're going to have an enormous boom. Uh, we complained a lot about immigration, but one good thing about immigration is it means that we have a young workforce. And uh, places like China, Russia, Japan, Italy are suffering from an aging workforce, and they don't know what to do about it. Well, we've got a lot of people streaming into America. Not the right way. I'm not going to say it's the right way, but at least it's providing the um, uh, en the energy, the, the, the power that uh, that any country needs, which is youth, right? It needs young people. Well, so what I, well, here's what I'm getting at. If you're a small business person in America, you are going to see for the next 20 years are going to be unbelievable affluence. Yes, we're going to have, we're, we're going through a recession. Yes, this horrible thing's going to happen to the dollars, all blah, blah, blah. Yes, yes, yes. Be ready for disruption. But in the long scheme of things, I, I agree with Peter Zehan that we have a big boom ahead. Our job is to enable that for the critical part, which is demands for water are going to only increase during that period. And we don't want industry and agriculture to keep crowding out 
people even more at the municipal level. And that's our mission is to wait, I'm gonna pull you off, give you your own thing. You'll be self-sufficient. You'll be super happy. Your contract will be, will, will be indexed for inflation. So you'll know exactly what your costs are. And the investors investing it get their, their residuals. Everybody's happy. And it's a brave new world with great new technology. And this time when we rebuild the water systems of America, they'll be brand new, newer even than Israel's, and we'll be the world leader again. I love that. No, that's, that's excellent. Um, and you know, I, could, I think a couple of the things that you mentioned, the deglobalization, um, I work with a lot of manufacturers here in New Jersey, more of the smaller, medium-sized ones. And um, one of the guys I work with, he was like, if you can't make money in manufacturing now, you're never going to make money in manufacturing. <laughs> so it, it, sure. it is a good time, and it's, it's already showing up in that wow. space. That's um, super cool. You know, the biggest challenge is the employees. Um, wow, you are so right. You know, um, not only employees, but good execs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big problems that I've had uh, that I eventually resolved starting in 2018 was having self-sufficient executives who I didn't have to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. In fact, I have to be the guy who says, dude, it's Saturday night. <laughs> Turn off your phone. Go watch a movie with your wife on Netflix. Stop, right? Mm-hmm. They're, like, they're like all over it. So, but it took a long time and it's probably the, the toughest job I have is team building. I, I, I couldn't agree more with you. Okay, cool. So, yeah. So, but... Um, you know, that definitely the other thing, I think the, you know, you're talking about good times and affluence and, you know, this reception, I don't, I don't know if you would agree, but it seems more like the corporate side and, you know, major financial organizations are, um, are hurting from the recession um, or having more trouble or going to have more trouble than, than the smaller businesses. Um, you know, just because, you know, if you're a billion dollar company, you got to grow by 20%. Right. That's a lot. But as a small business, you could grow a hundred percent. And, you know, it, so, you know, you've got a lot of room and, you know, they're, they're, it's going to be harder and harder for them to make their growth target. I think you're right, and also there's there's um, a lot of tools that as smaller business people can use, um, you know, CRM, customer relationship management systems, uh, you know, Facebook advertising, uh, and, and and there's a lot of knowledge out there that you can tap into. So um, I, I think the the important thing is is um, know your mission. We, we, we had a hard time kind of zeroing in on our mission for a while. And finally, we figured it out. In 2018, we, we created a business called Modular Water Systems, which is these, these shrunk down uh, water systems for businesses. And mm-hmm. we've now been uh, building it for the last five, almost four and a half years now. And um, it's just taking off like crazy. And then the related thing, which is how to pay for them. And that's where the financial play comes in. So now we found our, 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 our really our two-legged stool that, that is going to be what we absolutely have, have solidified with. And, um, and we love where we are, but it, it took a lot. Uh, it, 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 it took a tremendous amount of hard work. Uh, but you're right. Our, 
our core businesses that are based primarily in Dallas, they tripled their revenues last year between 21 and 22. Um, that is, like you say, it is a business expansion that's occurring in America at the same time that we're having all these crazy things happening with large corporations. I agree. So, yeah, so that's cool. So I'm going to go back to a couple quick things because um, we had a couple comments. So, uh, you know, definitely Will agrees with the, the Flint. So as, as soon as you're ready, I'm sure, you, you know, Flint would be excited. And, and even Newark, New Jersey, we had some issues. So, um, you know, definitely, you know, it, it's important. And um, actually, Dr. Michelle Scott, um, you know, one of the debates or fights in America's climate change. Um, but, um, you know, that, that's something that could, could help or hurt your business in some ways, but, you know, all the indicators is it, it, it's going to, going to help because there's going to be more and more need for it. hundred percent. Let, let me address the first comment about Flint. Um, we actually have a lot of problems popping up all over the place. Let's take even an affluent place like Fort Lauderdale is having real troubles with its sewage systems. Miami-Dade County uh, is confronted with, um, and it is, I believe, climate change related. There's rising uh, uh, seawater intrusion into the into the um, groundwater and literally um, septic tanks starting to fail because they're being drowned out. And so uh, Miami-Dade, when they first developed, they did a very um, unsatisfactory job of infrastructure, and they they allowed about a hundred thousand um, septic tanks in the county, mm. and a big percentage of those, of course, are failing, and as a result, they're polluting the groundwater. Um, and their solution is okay. We're gonna we're gonna build sewer lines to every one of those locations. Well, that's a six billion dollar project, and by the by the time they're done, it'll be twenty billion. I guarantee you, and it's gonna take twenty years and gonna tear up all the streets. Well. That's where our technology comes in. Guess what? You can have each of those homes simply swap out the septic tank for a self-contained, what we called black water um, treatment system, which means, uh, black water means the poop. Um, yes. Treat the poop uh, locally, and you know the, uh, the residue goes into a sludge tank that gets pumped out once a year. That's a self-sufficient solution that could be implemented with simple rebates, and you'd be done, and you wouldn't be tearing up the streets, right? Take that same solution, and it can be applied anywhere. Um, the problem that Flint has is it's still thinking centrally. I, I'm not going to be able to change Flint's way of thinking. It's not going to happen. Let's take another example, India. India is spending $90 billion damming up their headwaters. They have to. They have to do it. Big hydrologic project. Meanwhile, they have humans in the, in the sewers in the cities. Hyderabad and in New Delhi and you name it, digging sewage and dying of sewage gas. It's horrendous. Well, are, we, are they going to put billions into that? No, they won't. Instead, self-sufficient water treatment. So what we're saying is, look, we can't rush around and save the municipalities. What we can do is unburden them, take the, the businesses that are choking these municipalities, pull them away to enable them to address their core their core constituency. You know that in Ireland, water is free? Well, why isn't it free for us? Why? Because 90% of the water use is by businesses who are basically hogging the whole system. So I have a big social justice button about this. It's like, 
okay, my job is to help those businesses pull away. They'll be happy. It's better for them mm-hmm. by, by, you know, the better technology and the capital help. And meanwhile, over time, this helps the, the city handle it. Now, let me take your climate change uh, commentator. Now, um, what we have to do is um, remember that climate change is primarily solved by better technology. Look at when you update a refrigerator, it has vastly less energy footprint, right? Um, when you put in a better water system, you're going to use much less nitrogen and all these uh, greenhouse gases. So modern technology, I believe, is the number one way to, to attack climate change because the newer, newer technologies are inherently better. Um, and I think that we have to think that way. Now, what's great about it is, guess what? It makes everybody rich. It's not a poverty, right? It's not like, we got to do less, got to do less. No, let's do more. Let's modernize, right? And <clears throat> let's think of humans not as the problem, but as the solution. So that's really my point of view about that. Okay. Okay, no, great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, somewhat of disruption is a mindset um, and possibly a process you know is that something that you would that you have or you you, you subscribe to or you know like how could someone who's not thinking disruption or hasn't been thinking disruption how that how can they think more like and be more of a, a disruptor Okay. Disruption, first of all, there's two parts about disruption. First of all, it's hard because it's very hard to go against the, the way things are done, the way things are always done. But if you can master it, then it has this huge takeoff where all of a sudden you're like, you're, you're king of the hill, right? So the, let's, let's, um, let's say we're using the same uh, idea of blinds, right? And you have a brand new idea for blinds. And um, that you have a new idea. Now you got to somehow um, evangelize it with perhaps content developers and you, you got to market it. Okay, great. But once you've done it, you're the king of the hill because you have this brand new thing that everybody loves. So I think it pays off to think disruption. Now, in the process of let's take that brand new um, motorized blind idea that you had and you figured it out and, and you uh, found a, a manufacturer and have a relationship, did all that work, and now you start trying to market it. Well, now you're going to find all kinds of ways to do that mistake-based marketing. Let me try, um, you know, uh, okay, I'm going to do flyer drops throughout the, throughout the neighborhood. I'm going to do, I'm going to, um, you know, get relationships with uh, contractors, developers. I'm going to try radio. I'm going to try Facebook advertising. And the key is, is try it. Keep, you know, make sure you didn't fail because you didn't do a good job, right? So, you know, try it. Let's say I've had to do a lot of learning on on Facebook advertising. It's, It's a learning experience, believe me. But once it works, then it starts to really cook, right? Um, and so make sure you do it right. But if it doesn't work for you, then, okay, that's done. I, I'm not going to do that. I, it, it works better for me to go do uh, speeches at all the Rotary Clubs, whatever it is, right? Um, so you find ways to, to do innovative, innovatively get to your target audience and, and kind of pepper it, like death of a thousand cuts. You know, just chew away at the problem. And pretty soon, if you're aware of what works and what doesn't work, you'll start get some momentum. And pretty soon, you'll be rolling, right? 
Let's take, for example, a simple way to market your company, which is Yelp. Yelp for small business is very powerful, but you've got to use it right. You've got to be responsive. You've got to offer all the right offers. Um, as a consumer, as a, as a homeowner, I, I put out these plumbing requests and so forth. And I see how people respond. Do they respond proactively? They say, okay, I'm coming over today. I'm coming over right now. Are you there in two hours? Yes, boom. Well, they just got my business. Thank you very much. So be aware that how fast you move is going to drive how well you do, no matter what promotional method you use. All right. So, um, so that reminds me of um, back in my corporate days. Uh, we used to we had um, you know we had an executive and he did a talk in mm-hmm. the technology department and he was like, "Cheaper, faster, better." Basically, that's where everything is going, and um, you know I've, we're sort of seeing that. You know, the cost to do a lot of things, depending, is going almost zero um, in certain cases. And um, but you got to be faster and responsive, um, and and you got to be better. You know, you look at Amazon. You know, they're they're, they're they are nonstop. Those guys, aren't they? Yeah, amazing. And- these days, what do you invest in? I look at the market and I go, what am I? Like, for example, the last few months I've been, I've been jumping back and forth between gold and uh, oil and then this and that. And I get nowhere. I'm working hard getting nowhere, right? And mm-hmm. so what, what can you invest in these days? Well, I think that a, a, um, an inve- a good uh, royalty-generating asset is smart. Like gold is great, but it doesn't generate royalties, right? So, um, and yeah, oil is good, but it's being um, geopolitically manipulated, right? So you never know what the uh, latest administration is going to do, good or bad, about oil. So that's kind of a, a trap that, uh, unfortunately, um, we have to live with. Water, you know, is not very manipulated as a space, primarily because... It's kind of sitting there. Nobody wants to know about sewage. It's great, right? But that's th- but the, by the same token, nobody's going to want to have a, a new sewage plant in their backyard, which means it's going to have to be decentralized, right? Mm-hmm. So it's going to have to be based on um, the business versus some big central plant because nobody wants a central plant next to them. Yep, yep. No, definitely. So that that's the whole infrastructure story, and you know, um, we've actually moved on from that because that was you know that was shot a little while ago. So uh, here's a interesting uh, clip from an episode of Joe Rogan that was on the um, February fourth. Now, Crystal Ball and Sagar and Yeti, I hope I don't said it right, are they're kind of like rational commentators, the sort of middle of the road. Uh, they try to sort of straddle the two sides of the political spectrum. First of all, it was very interesting talking about infrastructure requirements of clean energy. You know, that single hair getting into a chip fab and stopping the entire thing. So water is critical. And all this infrastructure has been in Taiwan. A huge amount of chip manufacturers in Taiwan. That's all coming back to the U.S., to Canada and Mexico. And we will be doing those. We'll be doing that. We we currently have some high-tech customers ourselves who need that kind of uh, quality. So we're, 
we're seeing that, that there's going to be a tremendous amount of demand. The second thing to remember is what has bipartisan support <clears throat> in Washington? And we keep saying, hey, guess what? The, you know, we've stacked up a trillion dollars worth of, of um, unspent uh, mandates uh, for water. And um, guess what? Water is not getting the money. Um, they're talking about, well, you know, why are people homeless? Why is it trained the enrollments for this and the other thing? Well, again, what has the bipartisan support? And, you know, frankly, the weapons manufacturers are the, probably the strongest lobby in America. Sad to say, it is what it is. Anyway, I thought that was really, really interesting. A very middle of the road viewpoint I thought I would share. Okay, so with that, we come to the issue of the day, which is, uh, in fact, East Palestine, Ohio. And uh, <clears throat> I covered it last week. And uh, there is uh, obviously a lot going on with that. Let me just, um, you know, pull up the excellent Kanakoa, who, uh, if you go to Kanakoa, um, the, the great Kanakoa is what uh, he calls himself. And th this remains the best thread ever done about this. Um, we have a real problem uh, because we have a watershed that is uh, starting up here and in fact, as, as um, Ken has pointed out, he is right there in the pink part in Pennsylvania. He's part of that, unfortunately. And by the way, the wind blows from the southwest to the northeast, which is why we have um, the uh, dust in Maine that's shown up. So it's not a pretty picture. I don't know. Uh, fortunately, Ken has bought a condo in, uh, in Clearwater, so maybe eventually he'll move, there, move here. Who knows? Um, but anyway... It's it's a tough situation. We went over this last week, so I won't I won't re recap the oil slicks in the water and so forth. Uh, but we have a long list of of what's um, uh, the contaminants, and they're well covered in this substack. There we have chemicals, etc. So here we go. Three cars of dialing glycol, polypropylene glycol. Look at, look at all this crazy stuff. The chemicals are just unbelievable. I was interviewed today on that, and. Um, I will publish that uh, interview, uh, a radio interview when I get it. So um, that's what's been going on there. Um, and so what does it illustrate? Well, first of all, I don't know if you guys saw the video of a train trying to go down the tracks and these really wiggly tracks. And it's going like five miles an hour because the track's like. <laughs> and sure enough, we have um, our good friend, Sec Secretary Buttigieg, what does he have uh, to look, say? Uh, look, rail safety is something that, uh, uh, that has evolved a lot over the years, but there's clearly more that needs to be done because uh, while this uh, horrible situation ha has gotten a particularly high amount of attention, there are roughly 1,000 cases a year of a train derailing. Uh, obviously, they, they have levels of severity, but where all of that points us to is a need to continue to raise the bar on rail safety, and that's especially true when it comes to, to rail that involves hazardous materials. Now, this train was subject to uh, certain enhanced requirements because of the hazardous materials on board. But obviously, none of that prevented what happened in East Palestine. It's one of the reasons we're going to be paying very close attention to the findings that NTSB comes back with. And so based on those findings, based on the findings of what the EPA is ultimately able to conclude around this too, where is the liability? Where do you believe that and what we already know about the hazardous materials, what has taken place and the number of people impacted? I mean, the scope of this seems 
quite large when you think about the number of people who have been displaced from their homes, trying to figure out how long some of this will continue to have longer impacts on the environment that they live in as well. And, and what accountability do you hold to Norfolk Southern? Well, EPA has uh, already uh, sent a letter notifying, uh, in, in a formal way, notifying Norfolk Southern uh, of its responsibilities. Uh, obviously, uh, I can't get ahead of an investigation that is active and ongoing, but Norfolk Southern will uh, have to answer to EPA for the environmental side uh, and to our department uh, if there were any violations of, uh, of rules that were found. Uh, that, that emerge in the NTSB process. And uh, do think they really need to be uh, on the ground, also just playing a role in making sure these folks get the information that, that they need. Uh, people have been told based on the air quality testing that the air is safe. Uh, they're continuing to ask a lot of questions about the water, about the soil. Uh, again, EPA is doing good work on the ground. So are uh, the uh, state leadership. I have spoken uh, both to the governor of Ohio and the governor of uh, Pennsylvania understand their concerns and working on how we can be helpful in the long run. Uh, but the bottom line and the most urgent thing right now is to make sure that the residents are taken care of. Do you believe that this should result in or, or might result in a redrawing of, of roots even to make sure that you are mitigating risk of exposure? All right. Well, we're not going to go on and on because it's it, more, more blab. But the point I was making is there's a thousand derailments every year in America, we are, our, our train systems are a mess. So this should be a wake up call. We're well past it. And um, I don't, don't even blame the current administration. Here's why. We've seen in water, degradation of the water systems started in 1961. Here we are. So, you know, 60 years later, 60 plus years later. So how do we, how do we uh, you know, deal with it? Well, it's not gonna happen. So. I don't know how to deal with the railroad system. That's a whole other story. But one thing's for sure, I was in, as I was interviewed today, is uh, we're going to have to have a lot of um, in-home water purification, and it's going to have to be paid for by these polluters. But that's a whole other story. Speaking of uh, environmental, here's our good friend Bill Gates, and uh, turns out that he invests in water. Uh, this I noticed this um, 20, uh, August 2022 article where he bought up a bunch of Ecolab shares. Ecolab is, is a uh, water company, large water company. And uh, the update on that is that he's actually made 165% on his portfolio. And notice how Ecolab hasn't really gone up. So that's some very, very savvy trading, right? It's kind of been flat the whole time. So um, I, I would say that, um, this is one very uh, sophisticated investing group. But nonetheless, what does it say? It says that water is uh, an emerging uh, category. Those of us who are not you know, day-to-day -day incredible alg algorithm traders are gonna have a hard time buying at the bottom and selling at the top. I never seem to be able to. And so what we have here, let me show you the, the actual page. Um, here it is. And so he, um, his fund purchased all the way back here, well, since 2010, $46. Um, so in the long term, starting way back when is how he's made his money. So the point I'm making is this is classic large water company investing, which is long term and requires some very savvy uh, trading. Um, why? Because large water companies don't grow very fast. But it's very true that water is also a strategic investment. 
Okay, I think I've made that point pretty clearly. Here he is. Why does he keep buying farmland? Well, actually, he buys farmland because it's good investment. And uh, sure enough, right here, he owns um, one, uh, equivalent to one third of the state of Rhode Island in terms of um, farmland. It's one four thousandth, not eighty percent, but nonetheless. Um, so it's it's basically about um, you know assets. Uh, farmland is assets. And with that, I come to the end of the pre-recorded section, and I'll invite Ken to jump in from his new quarters that he's invested in. My new cell. They 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 redecorated. The guards came in and decorated my cell. So yeah, no, look, I, so a lot of lot of cool lot of cool stuff uh, there. Um, the you know, and I want to point out to the crowd that uh, not only is where I live. So every property I own except Clearwater. Is in that zone. I my Eastern Tennessee properties are on the other end of it. I was looking at the map just now, going, "Oh, good lord!" Right. Um, and to your point, I went out and bought those those shower filters. I have a whole house. I have a whole house uh, carbon system. Um, I got the I got the additional filters now. Um, I'm getting RO systems put under my children's um, bathroom. You know, so when they're brushing, she goes, oh, "What about when they brush their teeth?" I said, "Okay, we'll put an RO." You know, I get it, right? I do. I get it. Our babies, right? Um, it's, but it's the sense of helplessness that you get when you realize your environment's been poisoned yep. and these idiots are like, oops, now just the water's fine. And, and, and to hear these guys go, I'll drink the water. I, I, I would be like, okay, I'm going to watch. Right. Well, no, no, they drink the water, but they're not going to drink the water for eight months. Right. Oh, right. They'll drink the right. They'll drink the water whenever. One time, like no big deal, right? I mean, it's like you know, I drive through um, the cloud, the, the exhaust from a, bad exhaust from a truck, but if I'm in behind that truck for three days, right, it's different. Right. So, uh, no, you could barely taste the vinyl chloride. You could barely taste it. Yeah, well, you know, you get the rainbows and it's your, a little right. It's a little right. It's a little thing. Uh, just a quick comment too uh, about the team building thing. That was interesting, also. Because um, you've often said that to me when you had to do everything yourself, you couldn't find an executive that you didn't have to tell what to do. And I, and I would say to the to, to our audience today, be careful what you wish for, because here I am. And he's like, I can't tell this guy anything. Well, no, I got to <laughs> tell you to stop. Turn right. I, you know, right. I don't, I don't right. dare, you know, t send this guy an article at 11 p.m. or what 2 a.m. Because he, I'm commenting on it. Well, no, he, he goes, what are you doing up? And I go, well, what are you doing up? <laughs> Right. So it's, you know, misery loves company. Right. I have been falling in love with the development of what Peter Zion has laid out. And I can't get his name. I, I, he Glenn Beck called him Zion. I don't know what he calls himself. So I, I've been calling him Peter Zion or Zion. I think it's Zion. 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 OK. But when, when he talks about the explosion of America in, in the next few years, and we really talk, there can be a lot of inflation as we onshore and build all of this this when we create this manufacturing renaissance. I think that's, I think because it, you have a 20 year explosion of economic growth behind that, I think that's all news that doesn't give anybody the shivers. What I really enjoy, it's just the serendipitous timing of what we're doing. What we're doing accelerates that economic explosion at the small and mid-sized business level on two fronts. Who's manufacturing these systems inside of our designs? Small to mid-sized manufacturers. It's not going to be America Waterworks, right? It's not going to be a Volkswagen that just got so. It's going to be the smaller, 
you know, 10 to $100 million company, right? 50 employee company. So imagine their entire pipeline being lifted out of, it's the money, right? The whole pipeline is like, okay, go, right? Unbelievable. And then secondly, we're also able to accelerate the, the, the explosive growth in the end user. Why? They're no longer saddled with a CapEx and we're saving the business money. So as an economic driver goes, unleashing the power, the, the, the asset power uh, and, and the economic power that water control of water can, can give, I, I think we're only now starting to realize it. It's very early right now, right? And what we're, we are never involved with, I, I discussed this in that podcast, we're not involved with the municipalities because it's the wrong model completely. What we're seeing is already our, you know, our revenue has, is, is going crazy, right? I, I showed you the, uh, the graphs the other day. You know, we're, we're nine, 9 million plus, whereas the year before there were 4 million. So it's already happening. We're already really 24-7 in Dallas and um, McKinney, Texas, and in Virginia. And we're staffing up as fast as we can. We're just throwing people into it as fast as we possibly can. So there's plenty of business. But I, uh, you know, the, the problem with uh, one of these emergencies is that generally uh, you come along and it's like, oh, so what are you going to donate? <laughs> it's like, well, actually, we weren't really planning to donate anything. So we'd rather just continue to work with businesses that see the writing on the wall and they, they have the need. What we're trying to say is we have a growing manufacturing story right now in America and it needs infrastructure. It's gonna need better rail. It's gonna need uh, much better safety uh, rules. Um, it's gonna need better carriage of chemicals. We're gonna to have to have those pipelines all over again because it's so much safer. Um, all these things are gonna to have to happen. Nuclear, that I so agree with that couple that was talking about nuclear. Oh my God, it, it's, a, it's a scandal that we haven't had a new nuclear power plant since 1974. And you know what I blame? Gosh darn movie, The China Syndrome. Man, did that stop it in the tracks. It was horrendous. Well, we, had, we did have Three Mile Island on Long Island too. That kind of- that kind of. But, but, but what, what didn't happen was a realization that it's new technology. New technology is quite safe, but everything's been lumped together, right? Right. Uh, I, I think that that there's been a very poor job of of telling the story. Oh, their marketing is terrible. Right, their marketing was absolutely. Plus, I heard a rumor. I uh, heard a rumor that the oil industry actually underwrites environmental groups to go against nuclear. Because oh, I'm sure, but the, you know, the nuclear power people ought to hire the marketing people for cigarettes. They're like, here, they kill you. But buy them, and they're like, "Yeah, cool." I mean, so you you have to have like you know that brazenness in in your marketing, and and no, nuclear is, um, you know, on whole probably the, one of the safest forms of energy. Kind of kind of latching on to something that you had said earlier, Z Zion describes our growth as it's going to be the greatest economic uh, growth in American history. This is an acute problem generated by the decades of, of, of neglect that we've talked about, right? So it took decades for our, you know, our crap show of, a, of, a, of an infrastructure system to begin to really fail on a consistent basis, right? Um, it will take decades to offload 
um, what I would call, what, what would you call it? Load, right? To kind of pull load away, yeah. whether it's, you know, whether it's um, rail and pipelines and, but, and things. But here's like the good news. It's not going to be done in giant $50 billion chunks. Exactly right. It's going to be done $1 million at a time, which is great because you can, you can chew away at the problem and build companies that way. And so that's why I like it so much, this new modern model, which is, hey, let's just, as the, as the new plants get built, you know, for example, our, you know, we have a good friend who's, who's visiting from Mexico. Uh, he's going to be here in early, early March. And he is super excited about helping with manufacturing in, in Mexico. He's a manufacturing specialist and, and he's also an investor. So he's um, just an amazing guy and he gets it. The point I'm making is we're going to have the ability to grow as these new manufacturing plants get put in, right. we right. will be specced into we will be specced into it automatically. The, pro the problem is an elephant. So there's a saying: how do you how do you eat an elephant? You eat it one bite at a time, and that's what we're actually we're actually going to be able to generate over a shorter period of time, much more modest but but consistent gains on the problem. We're catching up and gaining on the problem. These big giant systems are okay. The problem is just going to continue to get worse for, for the 12 years that this thing is, is being built. And then, okay, the elephant's gone, right? How many disasters occur in that time, right? So our model is really, it's perfectly suited for the 21st century because it's embracing technology that 10 years ago, people didn't understand and really weren't comfortable with. And now they're entirely comfortable with it, which I think, you know, again, there's a little bit of serendipity to the timing on this. The elephant is actually made of Lego blocks and we're pulling the, and we're doing so it doesn't have to be a solid elephant. It can be a bunch of Lego blocks strewn around the, the, the table. And right. it's very easy to do one Lego block at a time is another way to look at it. So I think that um, it's super exciting. So there'll be more next week about the World Water Day event. We're building that fast. Also, I want to let you guys know uh, the Regulation A offering is fully effective. Now, why is it not happening? Very simple. We are testing, testing, testing the, all the machinery, making sure that things work. And so you will see an announcement uh, this week, this, this coming week uh, on the Reg A. Uh, what, actually, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. We're going to start with the people who are in our databases who've been waiting for so long, and we're going to give them a first crack. That's number one. Number two is we're going to give the people who were in the 2020 Reg A a chance to convert into the new one. I still have to work that out. And meanwhile, in background, we're building for the hard launch of the reggae going wide. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Very, very cool. So lots of, lots of things going on, but um, the reggae is official. It's um, live. And we just have to make sure that the credit cards and you know, all the e-commerce stuff works properly. The proper, um, they have to do background checks, all that crazy stuff. That's all built in. Thank you everyone for sticking around so long, man. You guys, you, you guys and gals all stuck in there. I really appreciate it. As always, we're super excited about what's going on. Keep up the great support and we are full speed ahead. Thank you, good everyone. Night, Have a good night.